what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's a brand new day. It's yours. Welcome, folks, to The Ziggler Show, where we are here for one reason, to inspire your true performance. Today, we're going to inspire the pillar of relationships. We recently interviewed Tom Rath, renowned author of Strengths Finder 2.0, and more recently, the book Fully Charged, and we uh, talked through that book. It's incredibly incredibly great book. Uh, One of the three areas of health that Tom lists in there through his research needed to be fully charged is called interactions, which is positive relational interaction. So again, relationships. So today we're going to listen to Zig school us on relationships and why he says they are the key to health and happiness. And it's interesting folks, as you're going to hear, he doesn't say it's, Oh, it's a key. It's a good thing to have. He says, no, it is the key, which is, is interesting to make that bold of a statement on this. Uh, so, uh, we're going to listen to that and then dive in and get some of the marrow out of the major points that he talks about and make it as relevant and as applicable as we can for us and our lives. That's what we're here for now, listening to better our lives. Uh, Hey, so Tom Ziegler, though, I want to alert you of something that you can do to be with Tom. He is speaking live in Dallas, May 13th through the 15th at Brian Tracy's three-day weekend event. Uh, It's the 20-year anniversary of Brian's Success Mastery Academy. This is a one-time only event. It headlines Brian, of course, special guest Darren Hardy, Vic Johnson, and some other big names. You're going to get three powerful days of insights, strategies, associations, networking, and the topics are going to go through things such as marketing, selling, productivity, wealth creation, branding, crushing the speaking stage, peak performance, mindset shift, and results. So Tom Ziegler is going to be there uh, leading a key bonus session. So again, May 13th through the 15th, Dallas, Texas. This is 2016, folks. It will sell out, but go check it out now. You can go to, we made up a, a short URL that you can remember, zigshow.com slash Brian. Okay. You can check out the details there. Zigshow.com slash Brian. All right, friends. Well, we are now going to hear from the father of inspiration himself, Zig Ziglar on relationships and why he states they are the key to health and happiness. And what you want to know is how can you attain this health? That's what I want to know. So we'll talk more after this segment. Here you go. I love the story of the fellow that walked in the bookstore, walked up to the lady manager and said, ma'am, can you tell me where I can find the book, Man, the Superior Sex? She said, oh, yes, it's upstairs in the science fiction department. (laughs) (laughs) 
In building winning relationships, a wonderful place to start is the realization that there are no superior sexes, there are no superior races. And once we understand that, then we have an opportunity to build good relationships with all people everywhere, especially if they're on the same page as far as their ethics are concerned. I have the privilege of being able to say that of the five people in my life who've influenced me the most, five of them were women. Now think for a moment, what would I have missed out on in life had I been a sexist? Three people who dramatically impacted my life were Native Americans, Indians. Uh, When you look at them, one of them impacted my life dramatically in my sales career. One affected my life in my speaking career. One affected my life in my faith journey. The three people whom I have instantly bonded with in my lifetime, three men, one uh, was a Native American, one was a Jew, one was an African American. The person who had the most impact, an elder African-American lady who ensured my eternity when she spent the weekend in our home. Now think what I would have missed out in life had I been a racist. We need to understand that. And when we understand that, then we've laid the foundation for something that is enormously important in our lives. Well, how important are relationships? Dr. Dean Ornish uh, in his book and uh, tapes points out that he studied for 25 years. And he says your relationships actually are enormously important. He says love and intimacy are at the root of what makes us sick and what makes us well. What causes sadness and what brings happiness? What makes us suffer from what leads to healing? People who feel lonely and isolated have a three to 500% better risk of premature death from physical illness. He says your relationships are more important to your health than your exercise program and your diet. Also than your genes. So relationships are extremely important. And if we can build winning relationships, then we will have taken a huge step towards the success in life that so many people seek. As a matter of fact, though I don't personally do any counseling, I talk with a lot of counselors, psychologically, theologically, and physiologically. And they tell me that almost 100% of all of the counseling they do is because of relationship difficulties. Husband, wife, parent, child, teacher, student, employer, employee, neighbor, neighbor, sibling, sibling, What is the basic problem? Well, in the last 30 years, we have become an hooray for me to heck with you. I'm going to do it my way. And if I have to win through intimidation, I'm going to look out for number one and I'm going to do it right now. And I've just described a completely miserable human being. You will never see a happy, self-centered Person, They just don't exist. Dr. Smiley Blanton, a psychiatrist, says that 80% of all of the counseling he does is a direct result of uh, parents not teaching their children manners. Now, my favorite theologian is Dennis the Menace. I mean, now Dennis has got back together on ball. Now, Dennis is in his little magician suit and he's saying to his mother, he said, well, I can't do any more magic tricks because I only know two magic words, please and thank you. 
You, you see, the parent who doesn't teach the child to say thank you is eliminating the building block of gratitude. And you can count on it uh, if the parent hasn't taught the child to say thank you when somebody says something nice about them or to them or does something nice for them. Without that gratitude building block, you will have an ungrateful child and you will never see a happy, ungrateful person. They just simply do not exist. So it's important that we understand that. And whether you're at home or on the job or wherever, the philosophy that you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want absolutely works. If you read Fortune magazine, you might have read about Lee Cushing. He's earned his money by financing small businesses who had good products, good management, but were undercapitalized. He's raised his sons in the business. They are now running his business. He taught them that if 10% ownership of a new business is the going rate, but you could get 11% or even 12%, you always take either 9 or 10%. Because he said 9% of a thriving business is more than 12% of a struggling business. But he said even more importantly, when the business community sees that you really do want them to win, you can have everything in life you want then they're going to bring all of the good deals to you. It is a philosophy, but it is a philosophy that is practical and common sense and down uh, to earth in every way. To build winning relationships, we need to understand that you've got to be before you can do. You'll hear this a lot of times throughout the series. You've got to be the right kind of person. You've got to do the right thing in order to have all that life has to offer. And life does have an awful lot to offer. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you build your life on integrity. See, with integrity, you do the right thing. Now, if you do the right thing, you're not going to have guilt feelings later on. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. Now, think about it for a moment. When you eliminate guilt and fear and take those two albatrosses off your back, it's easier to go much higher and much faster and much further. You don't have to try to remember everything you've ever said. It does make a difference. I love the little parable about fire and uh, water and trust. They were in a village walking through and they were headed for the deep woods on the other end of town. And one of the locals said to them, where are you going? And they said, well, we're going to explore the forest. And the locals said, well, this is a pretty thick area. In case you get lost, how can we find you? And fire said, well, that'll be easy because uh, you just look for the smoke and where there is smoke, you'll find the fire. Water said, well, it'll be easy to find me because, you know, just walk in and where you see green grass growing, you can rest assured that's where I am. Trust said, you better keep your eyes on me because once trust is lost, it is extraordinarily difficult to get it back. You build winning relationships by having people that absolutely do trust you because you are the right kind of a person. 
So Zig leads off simply asking, how important are relationships? And he says, love and intimacy are at the root of, listen to this, what makes us sick or well, what makes sadness or happiness, what makes us suffer from what leads to healing. He says, people who feel lonely and isolated have a 300 to 500% better risk of premature death from physical illness. That's significant and tangible. Uh, And then he says, your relationships are more important to your health than your exercise program and your diet and your genes. And he went on to share that story uh, of some research at all, or or his testimony from counselors. He knew that almost a hundred percent of their counseling was due to relational difficulty between, you know, husband, wife, parent, child, teacher, student, employer, employee, neighbor to neighbor, sibling, sibling, Uh, whatever. Well, folks, listen in very closely. I'm asking you right where you are right now. Do you have any sickness, illness, discomfort, sadness, aspects of depression, anger, despair, ongoing feelings of just being down or lacking energy even? Well, based on what Zig's talking about here and leading us into, I'm going to ask, how are your relationships? If you really audit them and look at the health or the unhealth or the depth or the lack of depth and and just don't, you don't have to go really on that even just to, gosh, do I have any really bad negative or toxic relationships? I mean, if you do, that's an obvious issue and telltale sign right there, red flag. But what if you just have some relationships that are bland, that are unstable? Maybe they cause some anxiety. Or maybe you just don't have any deep, meaningful relationships, or maybe just not many relationships at all. Again, to audit our relationships and have to realize the powerful influence these relational realities, circumstances have in our lives. So folks, I have some intense experiences with this topic, uh, and, and I'll give, I'll give a couple, I'll tell you a couple stories here. One, one of my close friends actually got married at my house a few years ago, has a dramatic story in this issue. He was an inspired, active guy who over time became nearly bedridden. He actually learned to set up a a contraption to where he could work laying down on his back. It took long, in-depth counseling and investigation to uncover. Uh, Nothing was physically wrong with him. He was, in his own words, experiencing the physical manifestations of emotional pain, and it stemmed from his childhood and harmful relationships with his parents. It took years to manifest. Today, this guy is one of the most successful, prolific life coaches I've ever known. You can go hear yourself if you go to jonathanpool.net. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-P-O-O-L.net. Click on the about me and then listen to his story, folks. It's 15 minutes. It will, it will rock your world. I mean, I really think that it will. It did mine and I've heard it multiple times. Uh, I just listened to it again. And uh, from listening to it, it's a presentation that he did in Traverse City, Michigan. I want him on the show. I want to play that clip for you and then talk with him about it. Now, that's a, that may be an, on the acute side, but how many of us have physical manifestations of emotional pain. And again, if you're somebody like me and you don't associate with a a hard, a really in-depth word like pain, you know, I don't think, gosh, am I in pain? No, but am I lacking in any way? Do I have any physical manifestations of emotional issues to any degree? That's what we want to take captive here. 
But another aspect of this, as you often hear me refer to, I'm heavily involved in an alternative healthcare initiative, one that you will be hearing about when the platform is ready. But what Zig here, and, and I'm coming from that arena, is absolutely unequivocally true, unequivocally true. Sick, ill, diseased people, handicapped people, people lacking enthusiasm, inspiration, and hope. How often is a primary cause, often the primary cause, is relational pain or just unhealth or just lack? Let's go there too, okay? Because it may, again, if it's not a negative, you, you don't have pain or even unhealth, but just a lack, they all are highly relevant. It's unbelievable how often this comes into play. And it's a main reason that the healthcare industry is where it's at because they don't address things like this. They just say, okay, what is your issue? Here's a medication. That's why it is a trillion dollar industry. Folks, healthcare is the largest, the, 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 the highest, uh, there's more money in healthcare than any other industry on the planet period end of story or in America. It's unbelievable folks. This is one of the reasons. Again, if you're not in perfect health, wellness, peace, and joy, which none of us are, we need to audit the health unhealth or just lack of relational success in our lives and understand that that has gravity and it is affecting us to some degree. It is. I mean, your friends, your coworkers, your spouse, your significant other, your kids, your extended family, your neighbor. I mean, our relationships affects our minds, our moods, and it trickles down from there into our body. Our brain runs everything that, that goes on with us overall. I mean, my wife, had ulcerative colitis due to relational pain. Um, I made my own physiological health pursuits and disciplines near perfect, yet still suffered from intestinal and digestive disorders, only to find out ultimately it was, it was anxiety. It had a lot to do with, with me burning the candle at both ends too long and also just bottling up my feelings. I thought, I thought healthy, you know, relational aspects was never sharing ever a negative feeling. Well, that doesn't really work in relationships overall. You've got to have the opportunity to be real. So folks, I mean, we're, we're going to continue digging into some of these aspects, but that's, that's significant food for thought right there. If you stop the podcast, that's dramatic right there. And it's why Zig stated over and over in this clip, relationships are extremely important, vital. He said, if we can build winning relationships, then we will have taken a huge step toward true success in life. So that's, you know, what's at the core of, of relational problems. Uh, we're going to talk about that next. I'm going to take a quick break to recognize a Ziegler show supporter, a new one in fresh books. So here's a question for all you entrepreneurs running your own small businesses. Like I do, if you started this minute, how much time would it take you to catch up on all your client invoices organize all your receipts and figure out which client owes you what and when if just the idea of trying to work out all that stuff feels overwhelming, then you need to check out fresh books and give them a try fresh books. I mean, it's a dead simple cloud accounting software made for entrepreneurs and small business owners who want to take the work out of managing the paperwork. You can join over 5 million fresh books users who effortlessly, effortlessly create and send invoices in seconds, no formulas, no formatting, no fuss. You can snap photos of your receipts using your phone and watch 
Uh, FreshBooks manages your expenses for you. You can even set up FreshBooks to import expenses directly from your bank accounts. So next time you use your debit card for that meal or tank of gas, it's recorded instantly in FreshBooks. The best part about using FreshBooks is a feeling of peace you'll have when tax time is just around the corner. So right now, FreshBooks is offering a free 30-day trial to Ziegler Show listeners. Just go to freshbooks.com slash Ziegler and enter Ziegler in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash Ziegler and enter Ziegler in the How Did You Hear About Us section. So what's at the root root of relational uh, uh, building, uh, winning relationships and, but relational problems, what is at the root, what Zig cited that generally is at the root of relational problems, self-centeredness. So here, this is interesting. This is what made me think of folks in the Bible, Moses, uh, in, uh, numbers, tw- numbers, chapter 12, verse three, it says, uh, this is what it says. It says, now the man, Moses was very humble more than any person on earth. So interestingly, if you didn't know that the author of numbers is Moses, Hmm. (laughs) which has always caused people to smirk a little bit, but you got to read it in context. But to my point there, if I had a chapter in in the Bible, it it might say at some point or would have said that I viewed myself as one of the most non-self-centered people on the earth. Uh, to a great degree, I, I viewed myself that way. I, I, I pursue others. I ask them about themselves. I refrain from talking about myself. I make sure I serve everyone, uh, outserve everyone always in every situation. And ultimately I came to feel that from that, that I, I'm responsible for everybody's well being, which meant I viewed my first, I was killing myself. And next it means I'm viewing myself. And this is what a friend brought to me. Oh, so you're God, huh? That's called a God complex, Kevin. And further, why did I act that way? Was it out of a pure selfless love for others? Not really. Actually, hardly at all. It's because I wanted to be liked and loved and revered. And I wanted to never be seen as not caring for somebody else. I wanted everyone else happy also because I couldn't handle unhappiness like sadness. Didn't work real well with my wife. Um, this was a significant factor, folk, folks, in the, in the near demise of my marriage and the sabotaging of other intimate relationships. And it showcased the truth of my dramatic self-centeredness. So the result, it's what Zig said. You'll never see a happy, self-centered person. I mean, folks, I, 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 I've always been very driven, very ambitious, very passionate, and, and had a lot of caring within me. But I lost a lot of happiness over time living that way. I lived a life of more burden than true joy. And truth be told, it's a battle for me today. It always is. It's always something that I am working to get out of. But again, another issue there to audit in your life, how self-centered are you when you really get down to it, even in your service to others? How much do your actions point back to is it, is it coming out of just a, a true authentic love and desire for other people, which you can audit somewhat by your own feelings. Do you have any, any bitterness? Uh, do you have any disdain? Do you, you know, you're frustrated with people. I mean, we've got to look at our actions, even if they look altruistic, are they really to some degrees feeding or great degrees feeding our own needs? I mean, do you really serve out of care for others out of a, or, or is it out of a need to just, feed your own hungry dogs. Uh, the truth of that 
could also be at the core of this aspect of health we're talking about. I mean, Zig cited, he cited in the story, the counselor who said 80% of his counseling was a direct result of parents not teaching manners. Well, I, when he, when Zig said that in the thing, I'm like, gosh, that's kind of a, he's kind of deviating here. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, well, he's not. So let's look at that manners. Okay. First off, that's a very old fashioned term. It's not used a whole lot these days. So let's, let's put that out and put it in terms, uh, in modern terms, which is respect. Don't, so don't think of manners as, as prim and proper, shallow, you know, just acting and performing. Think of it here as caring about others, feelings and beliefs and boundaries. All right. Respect. So when I'm driving down the pass from our house into town on snowy roads and just, uh, you know, just talking to my family, enjoying the scenery. My wife finally <clears throat> gasps in fear and, you know, grabs my arm. Maybe I have to step down from an immediate anger because my first feeling is, oh, she doesn't trust me. She doesn't trust my skill in driving. And, and she thinks I would put my family at risk. That's my first thoughts. I mean, I wouldn't endanger them. I'm, I'm in total control here. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm going slower than normal. Uh, if, if, if the family wasn't in the car, but you know what, what I've had to learn that has nothing to do with uh, my, you know, my perspective with the fact is the car is going at a certain velocity around corners on obviously compromised snowy roads. And she's just scared. She's not as experienced of a driver as I am. And it doesn't have anything to do with me. It's just her personal feelings that she can't stop. It would be the same if Mario Andretti were driving. She doesn't care who's driving. She's just in discomfort. The same I'd be in if I was in a, you know, open seated plane flying upside down, even if it was flown by Orville Wright. So out of respect for her, I drive slower respect manners. That's what we're talking about. Here. That's what Zig's attesting to respect and appropriate behavior, which is not all about just being, uh, just, just being a hundred percent unfiltered authentic. Yes. But with respect, Zig says manners is saying thank you. And thank you is the building block of gratitude. Again, we're talking about relational health folks. And he adds that without gratitude, you get an ungrateful child and a happy, ungrateful person doesn't exist. I I have seven kids. I mean, I know this is absolute fact. I've seen and experienced both sides of that truth that he's sharing with us. I mean, we're ultimately then brought back to Zig's bedrock statement for life, which goes right to the heart of healthy relationships. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. So I'm going to wrap us up on a final point here. Zig charges us to build our lives on integrity. He tells the story of fire and water and trust that those three entities you know, are in a village and they're headed for the forest and they're asked, how will we find you once you're in there? And you heard the story already, but the punchline is you better keep an eye on trust because once it's lost, it's awfully hard to get back. You know, my dearest friend, Scott Stearman, one of today's most accomplished sculptors here in America. If you have seen sculptures in faith-based and military establishments, there's a great chance it was one of his. You can check it out at uh, Scott Stearman, S-T-E-A-R-M-A-N.com. But uh, we were talking one day, and it was after a personal encounter he had with yet another person that was lacking some integrity, and he vented to me one day, and he, he climbed up on a solid soapbox and said, you know what, this is what I want to tell people, never, ever, 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 ever burn a bridge. Never. I mean, folks, I, I'm an admitted people pleaser. Just to break this down real quick, I, I, I have a PhD in people-pleasedness. 
I never burn a bridge, but sometimes I've used that to let myself be a pushover and a doormat that gets walked all over. And I end up being a bitter guy as well. That's not what he's talking about here. I've had to learn and I'm still learning to have some boundaries. There are times to say no. Okay. Never, never, ever, ever burning a bridge. Doesn't mean that we just say we're a yes, man. Uh, we do need to hold the line and do what's healthy on all sides, but to try to, in the best of our abilities, do that out of care and humility and love and go to every end that we can to keep a bridge, a relational bridge intact. It's not about rights or justice. We have so many people that base their relationships and boundaries and, and, and such on, well, what's right or, or what's justice, you know, throw that out the window, especially those of you who claim like I do to follow Jesus Christ. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting in, in this clinic, a uh, medical clinic I'm involved with the medical staff there, uh, often are very wary of Christians because they have often had the worst experiences relationally care, grace, tolerance from those people. Now they've had bright experiences with a handful, but a lot of them, it, it's, it's not, they're not getting the care that Jesus showcased here. Uh, it's, it's very, it's very tragic, but you know, back to Tom Rath that I mentioned, he talked about in his book, fully charged about the absolutely crippling power of negative interactions. It is so seldom ever, ever, ever worth it folks. So back to Scott Stearman's statement of, you know, with relationships, go to every end to keep health in them, to keep love in them, even amidst no's and boundaries, never, ever burn a bridge. I mean, trust, this is back to Zig's statement, his story on trust. Trust doesn't come from perfection. It comes from fessing up, um, messing up, asking forgiveness, being humble, and mostly from authentically, actionably loving and caring for others. You can do this when you have a heart of gratitude, like Zig talks about. You can say no again to what harms you or harms others, but as Scott says, never, ever, ever, ever burn a bridge. It's not worth it. Be the bigger person. When you're the biggest, bigger person, it has ripple effects. And that was part of Scott's story when he talked about his own life of places where he had every right. People who flat out did do him wrong. Now, he didn't let them keep doing wrong, but he didn't just come back and with, you know, what's right and justice and put them in their place. He may have left the environment or left the uh, engagement, but he didn't burn the bridge. And he has these stories of years later, how it came back and he was blessed. It was more than redeemed. And it's pretty, it's pretty hard to argue when you hear his story. I'd love for him to share that sometime. So folks, relationships, the health or lack of health, or just lack of healthy relationships in your life, it is affecting you. It is affecting me. We've got to take into account. We've got to audit our relationships and realize they are affecting us. We are not, our health, our personal wellness is not separate from the health of our relationships. Zig believed in it enough because he Contact, was in contact with so many people, so many leaders. He saw it. He lived it out in his own life so much so that he brought it to us and made it a primary focal point of his overall message. Let's got We got to look at our relationships, folks. Well, hey, thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. That blesses me and the whole team that you're here. We will look forward to touching base with you, talking, going deeper, inspiring our true performance in the next Ziggler Show. Mm-hmm.